episode of live at the family barbecue man we just had 20 not sav live on the mic 20 um 29 savage in the house mm, 20 whack as shit your boy a whistle a wall is here with the homie young money and we got a very influential guest in here like the world should know who this person is it is my best friend Raven. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to leave it at that, too. Yes. Hey, Raven, no, no, no. you don't want to say nothing about yourself real quick? Raven, you from L.A.? I am. Been in the Bay for about five years. Not, I don't know. <laughs> you know? San Francisco State student. You feel me? She doing a lot of dope stuff. And she's sitting there with us at the queue today. You heard me? You don't want to say how you like met your best friend or something? I don't know. Something like that would be dope. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> not, not if you feel forced, Raven. Like, not if you feel forced. Well, we met. I it, met had to you. Be, it had to be some ratchet. No. no, like, honestly, we met. It had to be. Literally a few months after I moved up here. And I started working at Nordstrom's. Oh, that was a few months after you moved up here? Yeah, I moved up here in August. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. You can take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Several. <laughs> And anyway, because I started in like November, December. Yeah. We there, and we didn't talk at first. I don't remember how we started talking. Raven was real standoffish, like just like a LA person. No, she literally standoffish too. However, the thing that the thing was funny. Everyone thought that we knew each other. Once we started talking, and I got <laughs> Raven to talk, y'all. Everyone thought we knew each other, and we're like, no, we we just met, and we just clicked, and we've been best friends ever since. That's dope, man. Um, you know, we've been breaking into houses. And- okay. All right. This, this week on. <laughs> this is an almost friendly show. So we don't talk about crime. Yeah. That's Live all I'm saying. The family anyway, so good to have you here. She's going to talk, talk with us, chop it up about a few topics. So first, we just, you know, sat down and watched one of my favorite shows, which is Insecure. Ladies. <laughs> First off, so let's start with this because I think Raven said she wasn't Team Lawrence. So let's get this out of the way real quick because we 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 need some insight on, as to how you could not be the prophet Lawrence's follower. So here's the thing: I have no team. I feel like both Lawrence and Issa contributed to the outcome of the situation. So he was a couch potato for like two years, wasn't oh, doing anything. Damn, here we go. <laughs> But that was the fact. Like, that's what it was. And he wasn't doing anything. He forgot her birthday. Um, he forgot her birthday. I forgot that. Actually. Yep. And then he ended up going to, what, like, the Dollar Tree to get, her, like, a birthday card. I do remember that. That was, like, similar to, like, a Drake song. And then he just wasn't doing anything. And she was just, like, waiting around for him to, like, be ambitious, figure out what he wants to do with his life. And then finally, of course, when he decided to do something about his life, it was too late. She found something else. Was it was it too late? Because she was still there. I mean, it wasn't like she moved on. It was like they were still together and she cheated. So how did she move on, Raven? Well, she hasn't. But the thing is, she cheated. And once she cheated, that's when everything went wrong. Okay. But then she wants her man back. And she's not going to get him back. All right, so you playing both sides of the fence. So now talk. So now let's talk about the other side because all you did for that first minute was talk about why she should, she should, or he should have got cheated on. Like so, come on, like give me the other side of it then. 
Lawrence? Raven. Mm, I totally understand why Lawrence didn't go back to Issa. I totally understand. I feel like what he did was completely awesome at the end of season one. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, wait wait a minute. Which which part? (laughs) (laughs) When he, um... So she's coming up and her down on the couch. And he was like, yeah, like, let's meet at the house. And then I was like, oh, my God, he's literally going to go back to her. Like, why? Like, let's um, go back to her. Uh, you find out that he moved out. He right. left his Best Buy t-shirt in the closet. Right. And yeah. he smashed another girl in their bed. I, oh, no, no, no. That was, he wasn't at the house. Wasn't that at their house? Oh, no. Nah, I wasn't at the house. I don't know. I don't know. I love you when we go back to good to go back and check the artwork around the room to make sure. Because if so, he was yeah. way more gangster than I thought he was. Because that's what I thought. I thought that Lawrence smashed <clears throat> Tasha in their house and then moved out and left his Best Buy t-shirt. I ain't no plan both sides of the fence, bro. But they both, like, contributed. That's my thing, like... Bro. What? I mean, clearly it's a relationship, so everything yeah. ain't going to be perfect. So we know, we understand that. He was looking for a job, though, wasn't. He did forget the birthday. That's cold as fuck, but, you know. Things happen, I'm mm-hmm. sure. You know, anybody would have been mad off that, of course. But the nigga never violated the relationship. Just purposely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where she, like, fucked up. Which brings me to my next point. <laughs> what? Season 2, episode 2. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah, great show. So, my man accidentally smashes Issa. Alright, not accidentally. On purpose. But... Mm-hmm. Anyway, he goes back to the other girl, Tasha, and admits to what he had done. I thought personally that that was him kind of like, even though he wasn't committed to her, he didn't want it to be nothing like behind her back, kind of like how he felt Issa had did him. So I think that was what was going through his psyche a little bit. So I wanted to get y'all perspective, like mm-hmm. if it was a similar situation, like say, you, you know, it was just ended up going on another date with an ex or something while you was talking to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's vital information to tell your potential? Yeah. Absolutely. To because yeah, because if you are still like communicating with your ex or if you are still sleeping with your ex or anything surrounding your ex and you are talking to somebody else, that person deserves to know. Mm-hmm. Because they need to know because you don't they wanna know if they wanna waste their time or not. You mm-hmm. know? So by him telling her that, like that was bold. That took a lot of balls, but not a lot of people would do that. But oh oh run ahead. You still going? Yeah. No. You wanna say something? No. Just that the, it was just real. And then too, like, you have to think about if you are creeping around behind somebody's back, you don't want it to get to a point where it could be physical because people are curious and trying to figure out what you're doing. So now they're at the point of Issa having these visions where she pulling up at the bank, smacking <laughs> chick in the head. You don't want that to be a reality. So to right. keep both parties safe. Um, you need to be honest about your stuff because whatever skeletons you have should not affect me and my safety. Right. So let me ask you this thing because it's another side of it. Say like with him, it seems like he knew that that was it. Like he knew he wasn't going back to East, I guess. So if it's the same. No, I mean, yeah, you know, you know, it could be. But I'm talking about like, so for your situation, like if you knew it was something like you just did and it was just for like some closure type shit. And you knew you would never, you know, probably deal with the ex again. You still think it's important to tell him? Or is it just important to tell him, like, you know, if you think it might be ongoing? Like, if it was just done. If it was done, it was done, and that's it. Do I still need to bring it up, or? Yeah. Yeah, I think you still need to bring it up. Just to have 100%, like, transparency type shit. Yeah. Because I feel like that's where she went wrong. Because after she had sex with Daniel, mm-hmm. she realized she wanted to be with Lawrence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wanted to be with him. She didn't want to be with Daniel. But by her not telling Lawrence about what happened, like... It makes it seem as if... Right. You know, like she hid it from him. You know, I think it's different. I mean, if she would have been like, 
you know, you're like, look, I did this. I sucked this person. However, I know for a fact, like, there's nothing there. Like, I want to be with you, but mm-hmm. I want you to know what happened. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a lot different. I feel like that gives that person, like, okay, well, at least they told me, you know, and I know for a fact that it's done. Ooh. That's like that was like the realest joint I had ever said. I was not expecting him to say nothing. But he like, didn't, that's he didn't a, know. I think, yeah, I yeah. Think, he said he didn't know at first. Like yeah. when she was like, "Well, does that mean you and your ex?" Da, 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 da. At first, he said he didn't know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that too is a big reason of why you need to tell somebody. Yeah, nah, I feel you. I definitely feel you. So that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. But damn, that would have been tough, bro. I ain't gonna Heck lie. Heck yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Nobody like to have them type of conversations anyway, so of course that's tough. But uh Raven, why don't you bring us into this one? So I'm interested to see, especially y'all too, because of the environment y'all work in. But it was an article on Twitter about assumptions about black people. Wow. Raven? As in that, like, we get free education and housing and food stamps and et cetera. <laughs> food stamps. <laughs> yeah, that so anyway, to the so story. It, yeah, yeah. So just a little backstory to give you guys some insight. It's the girl, I think her name is Ashley Ford, Ashley C. Ford on uh, Twitter. I smash fizzle is her Twitter name. I smash fizzle. Shout out to her. I smashed her. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, she she uh she did a long thread about like her teaching at a camp before she ended up going to college. Mm-hmm. So she said uh, she was like I guess one of the only black girls at the thing, and she ended up uh, you know talking to one of her coworkers about her registering for college, and he basically assumed that she got to go to college for free because she was black. And uh, worst case scenario, she just had to pay for it, you know, after she was all the way done with school. And he assumed that was like a thing for all black people. So I just wanted to get, you know, a little bit of your context. If you've ever been in a situation where people assumed y'all had some type of black privilege where (laughs) you guys get things like that provided for you, tuition, food, housing, job. Job, mm-hmm. black privilege. Black privilege. <laughs> Shout out to Charlemagne's book, though. Shout Michelle, what you guys think? Um, well, I will say I loved how she described this particular group of people as people who uh, would do the bring your tractor to school day, just to bring some clarity on the group she was talking about, particularly. Definitely seemed like she was talking about country. Yeah. Country. Rural, rural yeah. white people. <laughs> she wrote, she wrote, are we talking about bring your tractor to work today, people? Right. Um, living here in San Francisco, I think it's more tailored to jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I work within the tech industry downtown San Francisco, and recently um, a lot of tech industries are hiring diversity and inclusion managers mm. because the representation of people of color is relatively low like we're like less than 10 percent like across the board we're talking like google twitter um facebook like all the major like companies out there right now Mm -hmm. and so we ended up hiring our diversity inclusion manager um and the number one question that like we were getting was diversity is great however are we like overseeing talent to compensate for diversity so basically, like, are we bringing in people of color or just people in general to kind of like bring in more diversity to the company? But can they can they like do their job? Mm-hmm. Like, do they have the talent? Do they have the skill set? Like, are they qualified to do this job? Mm-hmm. And so that was like a question that was being asked a lot. Mm-hmm. And so like working at this company, I started feeling like, do you think I'm here to check off a box? Like, because I'm a black woman, so. You know, I check off the woman box and I'm the minority box. Right. You know, so, you know, we had that assumption within our company for a little bit that, you know. You might just be there just to fill a Right. Number. Like, it, I'm just there because I'm, I'm like, potentially, like, 
a person of color, like a mm. black, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I read that, it's just funny because there are people out there that assume that, like, mm-hmm. we get free education and, you know, we get, like, free housing, like, Section 8 and everything, and, like, that's not even the case. Like, mm-hmm. no one gets, like, free anything in this yeah. country, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. That was just crazy, but it's just that that that's a fact for some people yeah no definitely i think that's a good point you had brought up too because uh, i think uh, a lot of people or uh, you know that like you said they assume that you get things and you don't have to work for them but it's like i deserve to be here just as much as you do mm-hmm. <laughs> so especially if you ain't had that conversation with nobody or see the work they're putting in don't assume somebody is there for those reasons and like first thing when i read this article that's what i was like man it's important to be well cultured and i mean that by like having friends you know what i'm saying of different ethnicities traveling seeing how people live and what it really takes for people to get where they're going because unless you if you don't do that like especially with media like your whole frame of reference can be based off of stuff that's biased or has you know very little validity to it which mm-hmm. you could tell that's what it was mm-hmm. so my thing is just like man get some more friends like you need you need some more friends and it's tough like you said in those places where like she said they might have a pull your tractor to work there because it's just not a lot of black people but that's just the reality it's like nah bro we we working out here just like you Mm -hmm. and also too especially when you're white she was saying that a lot of these people were saying that their sources for their information was like their parents parents, their grandfathers great if you know you white you know the experience your elders have had being white right and what their judgment was back then of people of color <laughs> you definitely have to like acknowledge that mm-hmm. like acknowledge the past that your ancestors had and like what you know mm-hmm. their role and what happened to people of color way back then because for so many older generations to still feel this way about people of color it's just crazy to see like how real it still is mm-hmm. like you still have grandparents telling their grandchildren obviously telling their grandchildren that people of color still aren't on the same level as white people mm-hmm. basically that's what that's saying too we still have that going on so and i think like it just goes back to like a lot of it is based off of just ignorance i mean ignorance in the sense that you not talking and knowing exactly. and fully understanding the situation that people is going through mm-hmm. and just the climate of the country a lot of uh a lot of trump supporters at that table she was at unfortunately <laughs> or at least their grandparents and parents so interesting interesting to say the least um <coughs> it's ex-girlfriends out here telling uh their boyfriends to kill themselves man mm. you ain't never been that serious and yeah, no, I was a little bit shaky on this one, though, man. Like, not shaky from the sense that it was fucked up, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, that, that's a tough thing to police. So, um, you got a little bit of the backstory for that one, money? So, basically, a, I don't even know how old she is, but a young woman by the name of Michelle Carter was found guilty of manslaughter in connection (laughs) with her boyfriend's suicide after he received multiple messages from her telling him to kill himself. So she was sentenced to jail time, followed by um, probation. She was supposed to, well, the maximum she could have got was 20 years for this. They sentenced, they sentenced her to, I believe, two and a half years, of which she only has to complete, I think, even 15, 15 months. months. Yeah. 15 months, yeah. And the rest of it is kaput out the window. So, 15 months in jail. That's about, for, that's like a year in three months. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. For, um... Sending her man testing. How you feel about that, Mir? How do you feel about? <laughs> I know. How would you feel if you had a girlfriend texting you? You were telling uh-huh. her like you were 
having suicidal feelings and you're down in the dumps and you, you know you're battling depression and she's encouraging you to just move forward with killing yourself like how would you feel and she was like yo i'm gonna kill yourself like you should probably you should probably do it i'd be like damn little bitch like why are you <laughs> <laughs> that's what you would say aren't you supposed to be the opposite <laughs> I mean, I can't believe you betrayed me. I used to sleep with you. That's some 21 Savage lyrics right there, bro. Like, that's crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, that's like, even if it's someone I despise, like, and it's like, bro, you didn't cheat it. You eased me. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a whole lot of stuff. I don't know. It is probably some stuff where I'd be like, "Mm, just kill yourself. Like, and then stop texting. But it wouldn't be nothing continuous. Like, you feel me? Like, yeah, kill yourself. You should really do it. You should really do it. That's what really crazy. Like, I've you never felt the need. Like, no, I'm like, serious. Do it. Yeah. Right? Like, but I've never so- dated someone. Or, like, in general, like, yeah, you should kill yourself. Like, yeah, but, you know, it'd just be different. Like, you know, you know, like, in the heat of the moment, like, you'd be on some shit. Like, it's just slang. Like, bitch, kill yourself. Like, get out of here. Like. <laughs> I mean, I've never said that. I mean, like, no, nah, but. But you have heard people say, like, and it don't be serious, but it's like, even like anything, it's like, I hate you, or anything, like, you know, in the midst of, like, you know, real conflict and conversation, you can say stuff you don't like, but to sit there and, like, really be texting someone, like, yo, like, yeah, you should really kill yourself, like, do it, like, do it, yeah, jump, 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 like, that's a different type of crazy right there, so I'm not about to sit here and say, like, yeah, that's cool, but... The only thing I think is an issue with it is, like, just from a government, like, um, like that type of standpoint, it's like, how far does that go? Because it's like, you an adult, like, you both adults, and it's just like, you know, it's almost like the old thing your mom said, someone tell you to jump off a bridge, you're going to do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, how far does that go? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's definitely some accountability that has to be held, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because if you know somebody's mentally fragile... And you start pushing them to a point like that's a form of manipulation in itself, especially if you don't know where it goes or where it could go. Right. And you do it like you playing with something. So I'm just saying that as to I don't know if you could give someone like life in prison for something like that just off the strength that like it's an adult too. Like, but I'm not going to sit here and say like two years is enough either. Like, because I just don't know or 15 months. Like, to me, it's just like a weird situation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I just don't know where where he comes into it and where like some of the fault gets like put on him like to shut your phone off turn it off like you know what I'm saying I think about too what popped in my head was like these um boys who have been killed through the hazing process of uh Mm -hmm. joining a frat Mm -hmm. it's just like even this brings me back to burning sands where I wanted to pop them boys upside the heads if my son ever felt the need to go through all of that to get into something i would be so heartbroken and upset but it's just like specifically looking at this situation now like mental illness is a real thing and Mm -hmm. manipulating somebody is a real thing i feel like at some point we have all been manipulated before right of course (laughs) so it's just like you said it's tough though like i think about that too it's just like yeah, at the end of the day, you are your own person. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's very that's a mm-hmm. that's a hard line. Like, it was kind of hard. Hella to tough, like that, because that's the whole thing I was struggling with. It's just like, damn, like Nia, why you ain't cut that phone off, bro? But you know, I mean, he really could have loved her. Like, I mean, he, he really, really did. I mean, like, clearly he did. But from it's, what like <clears throat> it made it seem like he was really into her and he really loved her, and but it just sounds like there were two dysfunctional people who both battled from depression and mental illness that they were together. However, it does not make it okay what she did. Nah. Um, I feel like the sentence was way too like short. She mm-hmm. could have served for at least like five to ten years mm-hmm. because she played a part mm-hmm. in his death for sure. Um, because you have to think, if she wasn't encouraging him and like texting him and telling him to do it... He'd probably still be here. Would he have like actually gone through it right you know so it's just funny how like situations like this you know you have like this young white woman you know who they're saying has battled from depression and she's battled from an eating disorder and all these things um to cut down her sentence 
but she contributed to like the death or the suicide of someone mm-hmm. you know and she's gonna get out in 15 years and then or 15 months and then you have this kid in Stanford who raped that girl who got caught by two guys and he only served three months in prison and you literally like just have like it's like okay when when do we properly provide the right sentencings for the right crimes right who's who are these judges and who is sitting like really on these juries and you know, I think, yeah, you definitely right about that because that Stanford shit was wild when I heard that. I was like, bro, like, got caught doing this and, like, some guys had to drive past and, like, pull him off yeah. of these girls. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, this girl. And, yeah, it's just sick. So, I would say, man, keep your mind tight. You know what I'm saying? Keep positive people around you. I had said, uh, one of my friends had just said it too. She was just like, man, she just, like, she loved her therapist. Like, and she's like the coolest person on the planet, but it's just like sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And people just don't always have that. So yeah. if you're a person who feels like you need that, like find it in someone, you know, whether it's a homie or a counselor at school or something, but definitely find somebody who you could put that trust in to talk. So, you know, these type of things don't happen. Ask somebody, reach out, definitely reach out. So, dang, y'all super smart, man. Y'all yeah, super smart, man. Well, well, thanks, thanks, thanks. Y'all, y'all you too, smart, brother. Yeah. Real quick, uh, I'm, I'm going to go. This is going to be short, and then I'm going to my kicked out the queue, man, because this is, I've been waiting for this for like the last 30 minutes. Still don't know. So what anyway, Suge, I don't know if you guys heard about Suge. This is going to be real quick. Suge, uh, <coughs> if you notice, I think this happened like right after Straight Outta Compton came out in like 2015. Anyway, um. He got indicted on charges. He had ran some guy over, ended up killing him, hit some other guy. Mm -hmm. So he was in jail. So anyway, when he went to jail, he's still in there now. His thing was like, man, you know, he was going blind. He got diabetes. He couldn't walk in jail. Like he was basically on his deathbed, like as soon as he got in there. So came to find out he just got indicted again uh, for like threatening F. Gary Gray, which is the, uh, the director and producer straight out of Compton. So he was basically uh, threatening this man from the prison cell inside the pen, talking about, you know, I don't know if he was going to kill him, jump him, whatever it was, but. I think it was. He was saying that. Suge, man. Mental illness. And I'm like, bro, you in. Mental illness is real. Does Suge have a book? Like, because I would love to hear Suge's side of all of this. Like, (laughs) because we need something. I promise you, we need something. He's the ultimate scammer. Like, he tries so hard to scam. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Man, it's just, it's tough, man. I, man, he... Especially if you in jail. Like, I just don't <laughs> see, like, if you in jail, you trying to get out. Like, why are you so pressed to let this man know what you're going to do to him before <laughs> you even get out? Like, you're not out, man. <laughs> I'm not yet. I'm not out yet. But when I do, but when yeah, I get out, like, like you, you just not, know this. Yeah, like you're not fighting for your life. Like right. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But anyway, that's shook. I ain't even want to waste too much time on that. But yeah, just man, so you, that, just so y'all know, it's just just shook being shook. He, I feel like my only like knowledge of shook has come from straight out of Compton in Tupac's movie. And from the information I gathered there, that nigga crazy. Um. So, our new segment. Been having the queue. Kicked out the queue. Kicked out the queue. So you wasn't here last week, Raven. Oh no, I think you didn't get a chance to listen last week yet. But our new segment, kicked out the queue, is basically for anybody. You know, we find stories around the world for people who do heinous, despicable strange dumb stuff dumb stuff or it just could be kind of you know a little weird mm-hmm. and um you know the world is an interesting place so last week I, we gotta get the instagram up so we can start posting this stuff for them too oh yeah but last week we had the vagina stuffer what basically this woman found out that her husband was cheating on her right she's pregnant she's pregnant Ran, ran up into the spot that her husband was cheating on her at, you know, with the little groupie, you know, prostitute joint. 
I don't know if it's a prostitute, but his side piece. Anyway, her and a bunch of her girls held her down and stuffed her vagina with, what was it, jalapeno peppers or red chili peppers? Red hot chili peppers. Stop. They're red hot chili peppers. Are you serious? Where was this? Somewhere in Asia. Oh, my God. (laughs) Stop. My kind of woman. Somewhere in Asia. So, anyway, as I'm scrolling, you know, through these news feeds, I'm just trying to find something interesting. You know, people might not know about something interesting. So, I uh, discovered this article in the Conbini, Conbini Conbini.com, some type of online magazine. Anyway, it's by Dania Mahadeen. And the title of the article. It's the most dramatic <laughs> story I've ever heard in my life. Is this photo series reveals the strange and secret world of adult babies. Adult babies? So apparently, there's an AB DL community. So you know, you got your LBGT community, you know, you right. got black conscious community, all sorts of communities. So there's an ABDL community, and basically that is the adult baby and diaper lovers community. So these are grown-ass people that, you know, they get, you know, discriminated against, I guess, like every other group, because they like like to wear diapers and act like babies. So basically, these are grown grown people, like you might be working with them, like they work with us every day, daily basis, but... You know, when they get home, they like to wear big ass diapers, you know, bibs and shit, you know, whatever mm-hmm. babies is doing these days. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes it's just a chilling type of thing. And sometimes it's like a sexual type thing. Oh, OK. But they have their own community. Oh. And they're called adult babies and diaper lovers. Where, where are they? Where, where is this community? Located? Oh, they're, they're all around the world. Oh. So this is some, the ABDL community. This is a little short thing. And I'll let you guys, you know. Give you a take. But the ABDL community is nothing new. In 1895, Dr. Henry Make made infantilism. It's called in, yeah, infantilism is the mm-hmm. doctor term for it. A subject to study alongside feminism and hermaphrodism. Given the obvious prejudices against the ABDL community, they tend to remain very discreet. But Australian photographer Polly Borland managed to get some members of the community to pose for her. So they kind of dived into that and just their overall love. And this is one quote. Everyone was just horrified. People kind of couldn't deal with it. I don't get it. I find it fascinating. And yes, I can get it's challenging and maybe disturbing. (laughs) But all my work is challenging and disturbing. Maybe it's because it's rooted in reality. A lot of people originally thought, oh, she made that up. She dressed these people up. It's something about the fact that they're real. It felt to me like they were disconnected, and it was probably because they hadn't really been connected to their families or their mothers, and I felt and I understood them. That is the ABDL community. So they poop when they pee-pee in these diapers? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They... So we can get your uh, take, Imani. Can scroll through those pictures. Oh, stop! Do they oh speak God. like goo goo gaga to each other? Do they speak like adults? No, what? it's I have, like I have a lot of questions. It's an extreme. Oh. Raven, you okay? Love of babies. They think they're baby. They, you know, they go back to. They want to be babies really bad. <sighs> yeah. So kicked out the queue. Today, it's for all the baby lovers. What? Sorry if it's what? any who listen to the show. Out of all of that. But I would love for y'all to come on here and talk about it. It's all good. Make me a believer. But today, you kicked out the queue. Don't pull up. Don't pull up in a pamper, B. As a Let grown me ass. see. Don't pull up. Don't pull up in a pamper as a grown ass man or woman. Bruh, they legit are like wearing wigs and like it's like not even like normal baby clothes. It's like doll baby clothes. Like, oh, they're weird. Like, you know, like, <laughs> this is not even what I was expecting. I was, hey, wait, wait. 
Hey, Monty, you being very prejudiced against the ABDO community right now, all right? Listen, everybody. You got a take on this, uh, Raven? It's a very interesting take on, it looks like, men who feel like they miss something when they were children i mean i don't remember things from when i was a baby um you know my memory doesn't go back that far however dressing up like a baby doll in a wig and having a pacifier (laughs) i just don't understand the connection and how that brings closure however you know i mean to each his own Hey, these niggas is really running the streets, though. Like, like I, you know, <laughs> in a stroller, be <laughs> you know, to each his own. Hey, yo, oh, we gotta get the Instagram popping so I can post some of this stuff. Cause and this shit and diapers. This shit is funny. I'm sorry. I just didn't know it was this like that deep. Big, I guess, or yeah, this deep. Like, I don't know. Like, it's a whole community, and I'm just letting you know right now. We're enjoying the time where we can talk about it. Just know, probably in about 10 to 15 years, we may be getting kicked off the air for some anti, I don't know, ABD remarks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't either. It's totally like the pictures, like, you know, you, you think of like, we think of babies, you know, you think of like. You know, like, we got we're gonna post this for y'all, y'all. Don't you? Because know, like, I know y'all can't get the visual. Cute and innocent, right? Yes. And the way that they're doing, like the pictures, it, it makes it seem kind of like weird, frightening, strange. Kind of like pedophiles. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> low key. Low, like, yeah, low, and, like the pictures. Low key. Is, like, low key. Low key. Like, it does look like some low key pedophilia. Yeah. But like the wigs and everything, like babies don't have hair like that. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's pretty weird. Anyway, on that note, make sure you go to giftfarmagazine.com. I don't know why I keep doing the giftfar drop right after these uh, kicked out the queues, but <laughs> this is so either. you could be invited to the queue. Make sure you get on that giftfarmagazine.com. G-E-T-F-A-R magazine.com. Number one source of black culture, baby. Check out my YouTube channel, okay? I got some new stuff on there. I might do like a double upload or a triple upload. You might be able to meet Raven on there. Real, real you're you're going to meet me on there. You're going to meet on Raven there. on there. You hitting niggas with three and four videos, bro. Yeah, you man. You working like Future? You dropping mixtapes like Future? Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. It's supposed to be my real job in a minute. Hey, real talk. <laughs> Can't wait till that first six seven figure check off youtube bro hey. i ain't mad at it Thank so <clears throat> this is uh you know something that's near and dear to me and i won't take too much time but you know you guys can chime in if you feel like it but my boy uh colin kaepernick still doesn't have a job still looking to be employed by the nfl i feel like we talk about him a lot that's our guy keep his name alive Speak his name. He not on the 49ers anymore? No, nah, he's a free agent. He, so he's looking to get picked up. So anyway, Ray Lewis had came on and basically was like, uh, he had came on, what show was it? Not first take, but undisputed with my boy Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Anyway, on the show, uh, Ray Lewis was on there and he basically said, um, you know, do whatever you got to do to get back on the field, Cap, but... Uh, you know, whatever you're doing off the field, keep it to yourself. Don't let nobody know about that. Mm-hmm. And then he also has said in another video that, like, you know, nobody is talking about black on black crime and yada, yada, yada. So the whole point behind, uh, you know, Cap's stance, as we know at this point, was to go against police injustice. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all he was protesting. Not saying all cops was bad or he hated America, but that's just what he was protesting. And black people disproportionately being killed and you know it goes on so anyway ray lewis said he'd been putting in work in baltimore for six years and yada 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 uh but so for some reason he just started talking about it after cap came out so anyway in baltimore and i'm gonna pull this up so i can get it right mb moore 
they are under scrutiny again uh, because let me get this all the way down uh, for the second time in as many weeks video has surfaced of Baltimore police officers appearing to plant evidence and a suspected drug stop. The district attorney's office has dozens of cases as a result, and the Baltimore police chief said an investigation is underway in both cases. To continue, Baltimore prosecutors dropped 41 cases after video appears to show police officers planting evidence. So planting drugs on people at drug stops, uh, not drug stops, but you know, uh, car stops or for whatever reasons pulling guys over they've been planting drugs on people and it's a big thing so those cases getting dropped all over and i just think it's very interesting how as soon as he decides to say something about cap in his own city um the police department is doing corrupt stuff all over and um you know i haven't heard him speak on that yet so i just thought that was interesting a little point to bring up and uh, to make sure everybody is staying woke and making sure you're calling people when you're getting stopped, making sure you're videotaping when you're getting stopped, because clearly these people uh, or some of them, you know, not all of them, but some of these people don't really have a care about your freedom. How do they get this footage just from body cams or they're saying it's from something else? Yeah, so I guess all the body cams wasn't turned off. So, <laughs> so you're getting pulled over by folks and some people turn them off, but some of the other officers didn't. So some of the body cam footage from the officers, I guess, who forgot to turn their joints off, showed them planting drugs on people. And that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the world we live in, MB. That's interesting. Very, very. Because it just makes you think about all the people. I mean... You know, we hear about it all the time with people like, um, who's my guy who was in uh, Rikers Island, uh, Khalif Browder. I don't know if you, you know, Mm -hmm. guys getting locked up for crimes they didn't do, period. You know what I'm saying? Just getting blamed for stuff. So when you start throwing in a whole nother group of people who's actually getting stuff planted on them to get thrown in jail, it's just like a whole nother can of worms in this room. It's sick, man, because, you know, we we see all these documentaries about all how horrible the conditions are in prisons and the things that the inmates go through and to put someone into that situation period even if you did do a crime is sick but for you to put someone in there who doesn't deserve to be in there is even or didn't do anything is even you know more heinous so and it's crazy to have so many situations like this and to live in a country where our president made a speech joking with the police officers to use more force. (laughs) Right. It's just like, dang, like, you really don't care. Right. Nah, and the interesting part about that, too, because I heard people talking about that, well, you know, somebody killed somebody, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't treat a knife. But the thing is, bro, it's guilt, it's not guilty, I'm sorry, it's innocent until proven guilty. That's how it's supposed to be cut and dry across the board in you in this country. And there's been plenty of cases where we thought someone had did some stuff and they didn't, and all sorts of things like that. So the thing is, like, nobody is, cops ain't supposed to take justice into their own hands and mm-hmm. beat the shit out of people before they get to forget to get work because you never know like you never know it really might not be that person you know what i'm saying and even if it is it's not up you know what i'm saying to you to decide someone's fate so that's the thing you're absolutely right though money absolutely right so as we go mm, mm, mm. boycotting my boy i kind of want to group this in so before we do that, I want Raven to give us her segment. And then we're going to get into our last piece. My so, favorite you know, part of today. Yeah, you, so you don't have to take long, Raven. Just, you know, give us your how-to. Kind of explain it. You know, you could dive into it first. You might want to intro her, money. Why you thought she'd be good, and then you know Raven could take it from there. So set her up with the track, kind of like how Baby used to do Lil Wayne. You know, give him a nice setup, and then you know, 
Raven come in and finish it. How has Raven been an inspiration and you know why you think she should do the how to today? Thank you, Sensei. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was very racist. (laughs) (laughs) Not okay, not okay. Wow. Raven, Raven, Raven. This is probably. Don't get on no crying emotional shit either, man. Because I see your eyes are starting to boil. This, you asked me to do something. Shut your mouth for once. Anyway, this is probably the best. I don't even know the right word to say. Just the best I've seen Raven. Raven Raven and Raven form. This is the best Raven form mm. I have seen her since I've known her. Mm. And that's deep because we've known each other for a minute now. And it's not just physically that I'm so proud of her um, for sticking to a journey and she can go into that. But just seeing her on that journey and just like being around her and actually watching her stick to it has just been like amazing and to see how it transformed her spirit and how she moves now and how she acts and just her whole being I feel like is is so much different in such a positive way and I I honestly feel like it happened very quick I feel like it takes people years to get to what she attained and I I don't even know if it's been a year um but I just think that it's beautiful and I'm super proud of her but I feel like a lot of people can learn from her and that that story or a bit of her story needed to be told so with that being said oh that's that was a that was a that was a good intro like whoa like no pressure (laughs) no pressure hey well um so my how-to is basically just to provide uh some motivation and inspiration if you are pursuing the health and fitness lifestyle. Um, I've been doing, I've changed my lifestyle May of 2016. Mm. So it's been about uh, like a little over a year now. Um, Over the course of the year, I lost 50 pounds. Mm. Um, My body fat was roughly 45%. So I was almost half body fat. Mm. Um, and now I'm about like 29% body fat. Um, but most importantly, like, you know, this <coughs> journey, um, it, it takes a lot because you have to change the way you eat. Um, you have to uh, push your body to the limit and push your body to acquire more strength, endurance, stamina, etc. cetera. Um, and it's very challenging. Um, it takes a lot of discipline. However, it's the most rewarding uh, thing I've ever done in my life. Um, it's crazy because the thing that triggered it was like a really bad relationship, and Imani was there for mm-hmm. <laughs> this shitty relationship. And um, you know, um, it took a lot out of me. I like lost myself, and I just didn't know who I was, and I just wasn't happy with the way I looked. I wasn't happy with the way I felt, um, and so I decided to get a personal trainer because I didn't know how to work out. And so that's the thing. A lot of people do not know how to work out. And that's totally fine. Um, Because it's hard. It's difficult. Um, People, it's hard going into a gym and you see all this equipment and you see all these weights and like resistance bands and like you don't know like what to do. You know, and the first thing that people do is they go to like, you know, the treadmill or the bike or the Stairmaster, which is fine, but it's usually just cardio. And so... I always recommend people, if you're interested in changing your lifestyle uh, and becoming healthier and more fit, I would recommend getting a personal trainer um, because your personal trainer is there to train you and teach you how to exercise um, and how to train and how to use weights properly and the differences between lifting weights and cardio. I believe in lifting weights. Um, It's not bad. and yeah, and just changing my eating habits, it just completely changed my life um, because it really forced me to like take a step back and do some soul searching and like kind of learn how to love myself. And I didn't realize that I did not love myself until I started this journey. Um, 
but it's the most rewarding because it's really amazing to see what the body's capable of doing. Um, it's all mental. I can tell you that. Um, a lot of people do not believe that they can do certain things physically, and that's not the case. You know, people are like, I have a bad knee, or you know, um, I'm scared, or what if I can't do it, or it's too hard, or I'm gonna pass out, or there's all these things that run through your mind, and like, I'm here to tell you that there have been many times where I'm like, I'm gonna pass out, or oh my god, like, I'm so sore right now, like, there's no way I can do this next set, um, but it's mind over matter, because, like, the body is extremely strong, and it's capable of so much. So my how-to is just if you want to live and change your lifestyle, you know, one, do it for yourself. Don't do it for anybody else. Um, if you want to change, change. Uh, I would invest in a personal trainer. Um, nutrition, like food is not the enemy. It's all about portion control and just monitoring what you eat. Um, water is your friend. Mm. <laughs> I drink a, over a gallon of water a day. So that is your friend. Um, and then most importantly, like, do not allow your head and your mental game prevent you from succeeding to whatever fitness goal that you have. That is my how-to. Drop, drop the mic. <laughs> Dang. Can we get a, can we get a slight? Right, no, nah, we're like really proud of you, right now Cause I heard uh, Imani was telling already. Yeah, real real quick, Imani was telling me about your transformation and not transformation, but the journey you was yeah. on. And I don't think I had seen you for a minute. So then and when it was I, a while. And so then when I had saw you, I was like, dang! I was like, Imani was was true, but it was like it was all of it. It was the body, and you just looked happy, and yeah. you know, period. So, congrats, man! You're Thank an inspiration you. to all of us. Thank you. But yeah, that, um, you know, kudos to you, Raven. Monty, you already gave her a dope shout out, so I don't really think it's much more to say. I'm sitting back. Drop the mic, like I said. But yeah, nah, definitely, because me and uh, and Ronisha was talking about that too today, just about uh, working out and people not feeling like they got the time. And, you know, you know, it's always something that you could use, like, as a reason not to do it work or... You know, anything. Like you yeah. said, the body aches. So to really set your mind to, like, do something uh, and to go through with it, I think, is, like, the ultimate, like, satisfaction. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because a lot of people start stuff, but for you to start it, and, you know, you're still on your journey because yeah. I'm sure, you know, you want to keep living it like that. You do. You know, so that's dope, man. So this is our last topic of the day. And it's, like, kind of a lot of stuff bunched into one. So my man Dave Chappelle, you know, Chappelle, Chappelle. he came back. Did you see uh, his uh, two stand-ups on Netflix? No. No. Pretty good. Are they good? Yeah, yeah they're good. They're pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty fun. So anyway, you know, he talks about everybody, you know, black people, everybody, yeah. white people, you know, gay people. That's what comedians do. Trans, yeah, transgender people. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. it's what comedians do. They talk about society. Right. Anyway. So, you know, he had... Uh, he had did a, a couple sets, I think, at Radio City. And, um, you know, he had did some transgender jokes. Basically said something like, man, uh, what did he say? Something about, like, Trump, uh, you know, kicking transgenders out of the army. And him thinking, like, that's fucked up. He was like, he didn't even know transgenders was in the army. So he was like, if he was ISIS, you know. He'd probably be scared as shit if a nigga ran up to him with a full beard and decup titties. And <laughs> <laughs> that shit, that shit would probably cause him to retreat. You know what I'm saying? So oh, you know, no. people, people, <laughs> people, people been like, "Oh, me, he hates transgender people." Yada yada yada. So anyway, people was telling me he needs to switch. You know, kind of the same stuff we had talked about a few like in our early episodes because I think that's like when the thing came out. Mm -hmm. Talking him to start, so that's one set. The second set is um, they were talking about uh, boycotting the Breakfast Club, you know, mm -hmm. popular early TV show uh, with my man Charlemagne, yeah. DJ Envy, and Angela, Angela Yee. Yee. So they had um, who they have on Little Duval. 
So he was on the show, and uh, they had basically said, well, you know, because uh, I guess they had a transgender uh, woman on there like the week before or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they was talking yeah, about her yeah. book real quick. And they were just like, so, you know, what would you do? Like if a transgender person, like, you know, tricked you into having sex with you and they like told you afterwards or something. And he was like, man, like, I don't play that. Like, I kill him. So anyway, they ran with that and said basically that, you know, he's uh Encouraging violence against transgender people and he's little Duvall tra- or the Breakfast Club. Both of them, both of them, really. So I think by a little Duvall saying what he said and then the Breakfast Club like allowing him to say it. I guess, I guess they're saying that both parties are like yeah. encouraging. Yeah. yeah. So so they tried to basically turn that into like he thinks like you should be able to, you should just kill transgender people. So anyway, <laughs> the third part of that is God. my man Bobby V. You know. <laughs> Hey is, Bob, uh, hey, is Bobby V the one who did Slow Down? Yeah. Honestly, honestly, that was my song in high school, bro. Heck yeah. Because that pretty round thing looks good to me. I was all in my feelings. Didn't have no boyfriend. Was just hey, what was feelings. the What was the other one he did with Lil Wayne? Wee, 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 wee. No, it was another song. He It was one of his songs. I think I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it. <laughs> That's what I know. Bruh. That one with him so and bro, that one with him and Little Wayne used to go so crazy. I know, I probably know. I forgot that. The, yeah, we gotta look that up right quick. It's gonna bother me. I'll, I'll look it up while yeah, you're talking. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so the thing, uh, so it's really been getting out of hand this week. So after all of that, like it was transgender people like protesting like at Charlemagne's little speaking events and stuff like that. Right. They've been, they've been going up. So. I think the thing I'm trying to wrap my head around is, first off, just to the Dave Chappelle point, and then we could kind of like just bounce some stuff off of each other because I want to hear what you guys think too. But with the Dave Chappelle thing, it's a it's a comedy show, y'all. Like, he talks about everybody. It's a man com- that has made fun of his own child, his <laughs> child's mother, <laughs> and big, everyone in between. Big fun. Big but like, Comedians always say this. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nothing is off limits. Yeah. Like and that, nothing. And that's the thing we love about comedy shows is because a lot of times they say the stuff that we may be thinking or the stuff that we're afraid to say, and we just all go because we know it's all in fun. We go there, and of course, you know, it's people who said things you know crazy out of line and stuff like that. And, but you know, oh, I just don't think it was one of those situations, like. You know what I'm saying? So, I think you got to allow an artist to be a damn artist, bro. Especially in a comedy-type setting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Dave Chappelle been doing this for a minute, man. He's mid-40s, early 40s. Like, he's not switching up his agenda. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what we love about him. He's always touched on stuff like that. So, I wasn't really... I think in the context of Dave Chappelle, it just makes sense. I mean, but a little Duvall, I mean... That's more of his opinion. I don't think was did Little Duvall come off as like being funny or like or was he dead like dead ass serious like? Well, I think he was serious about like if he got tricked into doing something like that. That's how he thinks he would react. But he made it like for certain like he wasn't saying like all transgender people need to die. We right, talking right, about right. we talking about like if you trick me into doing right, something right, right. and then you tell me afterwards like yeah like I might feel like. And that's you know different. That's a different situation. Yeah, that's a different you know, situation. Like, that's kind of like going in knowing that like you have like an STD and you still sleep with someone and then you tell them like after afterwards, fact, or like, you don't tell them at all. Um, it's like yeah, you might flip like you so would you freak know. Freak out. Um, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think like the Breakfast Club. You know, just listening to them like as much as I do, like they don't encourage violence or anything towards any. Like that's not them. Like oh, yeah. you know. But we just live in a. A sensitive ass society, especially with who our president is and everything that's been going on. It's just a lot of different communities now are feeling under attack. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like any given thing. It's like mm-hmm. they feel like it doesn't help. You know, their circumstances and their situation. Um, but I mean, shit, I'm not in that community, so. <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, I, 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 go on ahead, Bonnie. I'll let you talk. Go ahead, Bonnie. <laughs> I'll let you talk. I mean, 
I just feel like, again, it's one of those things where <coughs> these people, these people, not like that, but people <laughs> are trying to find something that's not that deep and be extra sensitive about it. I feel like, as a human, I might feel like I want to hurt somebody if they trick me into believing something that they're not like it is what it is and I don't know I just don't think like I even said like that was his opinion and that's his opinion you can't be mad at somebody's opinion um I don't know again I just don't think it's that deep yeah and then my issue was too I think as this whole thing was going on like one I think it was like what Raven uh was talking about I think sometimes we throw these words out so much like we say uh racist or homophobic or transphobic and like just don't know the meaning of them because if it's like transphobic it's like i hate transgender people Mm -hmm. i think they need to die they don't deserve shit if i'm racist like i hate black people black people don't deserve this etc etc for you talking about a specific situation in which something happens and you feel like you was manipulated with anybody, anybody who feels like they manipulated in any type of form, whether it was someone taking money from them, whether it was somebody, you know, sleeping with their girl, right. like, or their girl stepping out on them, cheating on them. Like, you never know how somebody going to react. So you can't sit there, like you said, money, and get mad at somebody for their opinion about how they feel they would react to getting manipulated. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that's the part that, as a society, we need to really sit back and, like, just accept that everybody is not going to react to everything the same way. You might have somebody who might get tricked like that and they just want to talk about it and be like, yo, like, how could you do this? Good luck finding one of them. Mm-hmm. And then you might have the girls in the middle who just might want to rough you up. Like, you know, it's like, nigga, what's up? Bob and weave. And then you got the other ones who might take it to the max with you. You know what I'm saying? But you got to understand the spectrum. Like, if you put yourself into that arena, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because energy, like like we always say, like you're going to get an equal reaction. Right. So if you do something out of negativity and out of spite, you're going to get a negative reaction. How bad it's going to be, nobody knows. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's it. Like, I think it was just way too many people talking about like how he would react as opposed to the initial you know what I'm saying? Right. Manipulation. Like, and that's still something that nobody's really talking about. So I just found that very interesting. To say the least. It's just so people make things so deep nowadays that I just feel just aren't really I don't know. Like there's just so many things that have become large things like across the internet or things like that. And I'm just like, y'all really like y'all really upset upset about this like that's crazy yeah and i was i think like i know for some people it's definitely about causes and you know i think they feel really strong about their community and i think it's a lot of people seeking attention too like i mean it's so easy to blow up and you know i'm saying get retweeted if you feel strong about something on any end you know what I'm saying? I think that plays a big part into it, too. So mm-hmm. I think it's just a very interesting time. But little Duvall said he ain't apologizing. That's how he felt. And that's what it is. And I agree with him. It was just like, yo, if that's how you feel, like, ain't no reason for you to sit here and lie about that. If you felt like that's how you would react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's a tough time because I think, uh, you know, we all touched on it. But, you know, that's a community who feel like they're going through things. Um, but. You remember that, Monty, when we was in the, uh, where was he? We was in D.C. when we was out for my uh, graduation. It was like the day or two before my graduation. And uh, we was in the club, and it was like these two big <laughs> girls. It was like these two big girls, right? And we was like, damn, like they play basketball. It's not like they show look tall. Like, but we in the club. They you know, show look tall. Yeah, they show look tall. But you know, like, when you go into the club, it's dark. The lighting is crazy. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So we was like, man, they show got a lot of, like, breast and butt. And, like, they looking like, hmm, okay. So as we going through there, we see, like, you know, it's dudes, you know, when you get in the sections, are you in the club, like, people is drunk, and we see these dudes, like, loaded, and yada, 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 and this is a straight club we at, and we get close, and we was like, bruh, like, those are men, mm. 
and they in there like freaking on dudes like crazy like you know you freaking, just, on, freaking on dudes you know you be in the club chilling and some girl just come when you start dancing like you just like hey you at the club like you know it is what it is but it's like bruh you know them niggas was not expecting you to be <laughs> like, like you're in violation right now that's a violation we had a straight club yeah. we had a straight club like you not even expect it's different if we on the Castro or something I'm at one of their spots and it's like you might get that you know you might got it you know we might got a check like that but if you had a straight club bruh and you going in there tricking niggas into dancing with you, like knowing good and well they think you a regular woman, like that's that's wild. And I think those are the situations like the, he was well, talking maybe about. That's how Bobby Valentino got involved. Ooh. And he liked it. Do you Bobby? think that's what it was? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Some I'm that. But one of the girls, one of the girls came out and said like she wasn't a transgender. Like I don't know, it was like two or three separate situations. So, I mean, that's kind of tough. But I know for one of them joints. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a little tough. But I know for one of them joints. She was like, you know, I ain't no transgender. Like, I'm a woman. I, I don't know what this is about. But I know that other joint that was talking behind the camera had a little deep voice. Forgot your shoes. <laughs> Yo, keys. Bobby V, y'all. There's Bobby V running down the hall, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> no, but anyway, that was it, man. Like, if y'all ain't got nothing else, man, we appreciate you coming by, Raven. It's definitely been dope. You gotta come back and do it again with us. We Absolutely. Gotta, we gotta get you <laughs> and Nigel in here for one. That one's gonna be intense. Yeah. Oh wow. We gotta bring them on a real. We gotta bring them on a real ratchet week. Like, we gotta figure out like, what that topic is gonna be about. Like right. The, like the next time R. Kelly do something. <laughs> <laughs> bring this nigga in here the next time R. Kelly do something. Absolutely. Oh, this is that one. This yeah. is that tell, tell me. I just want to get to the. Hey, yo. That's it. Hey, Bob. Hey, end it with this, man. Hey, man, bring that up to the mic a little bit, Papa. <laughs> Bobby V, say it ain't so, baby. Tell me about your story. I just wanna look through this rain to see. There's no place to find me, and I'm so curious. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. Money ended with your typical exit. Hakuna Matata, niggas. Peace. No jeans.